Good morning. Your morning moment of faith this morning will be coming from Matthew, the 26th chapter, and I will be reading verse number 40. And the word of God reads, Then he came to the disciples and found them asleep. And he said to Peter, What? Could you not pray with me one hour? This parable here was when Jesus um, was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he had asked his disciples to pray with him because, you know, Jesus was dealing with a very, he was dealing with the situation where he had to go, he was going to the cross and he was taking this cup. Jesus knew, he knew that that cup that had been given him was bitter. He knew what was in that cup and everything in that cup was bitter. It was bitter. And Jesus asked the disciples to pray with him, you know, because he had to work. Jesus had to work through that thing. The flesh part of him was fighting the spiritual part of him. And Jesus had to, he had to work through that. He had to get that flesh. He had to submit that flesh at the cross because that flesh, that flesh was, was trying to talk him, was trying to show him everything that was negative about him going to that cross, but that spirit wanted to submit. And in order for, they had to be on one accord. And Jesus was determined they was going to be on one accord. You know, he knew, Jesus knew what was in that cup. And he knew that cup was going to be bitter. But Jesus had to fight through the flesh part of it. He had to fight through and he had asked his disciples and you know, it, it showed that when his when he went away to pray, his disciples fell asleep, you know. And sometimes, sometimes when we are dealing with a situation, we know the weight of that situation. You know, we know that we got to go to God and we got to pray to God and we got to seek God until we until we feel the peace of that thing, until the flesh, our flesh part submits to the, our spirits so we can be on one accord with God. Our spirits got to align up with the promises that God has given us in his word. Our spirits has got to be okay. We have got to submit and we got our spirits has got to say, God, not my will, but your will be done in our lives. But see, our flesh... See, our flesh keeps us in doubt. It keeps us weary. It keeps us not trusting completely in God because we are fearful of the unknown. Our flesh wants to know everything. Our flesh is nosy and it wants to know everything before it submits. It wants to know what the outcome is going to be. But see, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. So we have got to stop allowing our flesh to think that it needs to know everything everything for us to walk in what God is asking us to walk in. We have to walk by faith in order for you to step into what God is calling you to step into. You can't allow your flesh to make you doubt. You can't allow your flesh to keep you double-minded because God said when you are double-minded, you can't expect anything from him. And see, Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he had to wrestle that. He had to wrestle it. His flesh had to align with what God needed him. I mean, his spirit had to align with what God needed him to do. But his flesh was fighting that. 
His flesh did not want to have to go through the pain that it went through. His flesh didn't want that. And see, a lot of times our flesh will will show us that picture. You know, our flesh is like, if you take this step, you know, you how you know God is going to be there for you? How you know this is the will of God in your life? You know, how you know God is going to bless you if you, if you uh, abide by his word? How you know God is going to honor you if you stand on his word? If you trust in his word? How do you know? That is what your flesh is telling you. But you, you got to allow your spirit you got to allow your spirit to tell you God is not a man that he's lying. If he asks me to step out in faith, that means God is wanting me to trust him. If I listen to my flesh and I walk in doubt, I'm never going to walk in what God is asking me to do because I'm always going to be here battling between my spirit and my flesh. And see, Jesus asked his disciples to pray with him. And a lot of times we ask people to stand in agreement or to pray with me or, you know, be with me. And people will fail us because the situation that we are dealing with is not as important to them as it is us. So people will say, I got you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pray with you, sister, or I'll pray with you, brother. But see, they may not. They'll be like these disciples, you know, they let sleep overcome them. And instead of them praying in agreement with the will of God to be done in Jesus's life, they would sleep. And, and, you know, Jesus had asked them to pray. And, and he was like, what, you couldn't even pray with me for an hour, you know, and, and an hour for some people, that is too long because they're like, I don't even know what to say to God in an hour. And, you know, that is your flesh talking. Your flesh don't know what to say to God in an hour. But when you pray, and sometimes you got to pray in your prayer language, you got to pray in the spirit, and you got to touch base with God. You got to you got to pray until you feel that breakthrough in the spirit. You ain't going to feel that thing in your flesh because your flesh is going to be warring with you. You're going to get sleepy when you start praying. You know, um, you're going to, your mind is going to be bombarded with all the things that are worldly when you're trying to pray. But when you get into the spirit and when you start praying in the spirit, you get that breakthrough in that spirit and you get that peace that floods over you, you know that you have, you have entered the throne room of God with the boldness that God is asking you. God don't want you coming into the bold room uncertain, you know, or not trusting in him or not believing what he has for you in your life. God doesn't need that. He needs you to leave your flesh out. He wants you to enter that throne room in that spirit and he wants that spirit to walk in that throne room boldly and ask God for the things that you need. But see, we wrestle just like Jesus. We wrestle in our prayer life. We we wrestle with that thing. You know, we'll be thinking, you know, I, 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 I can't ask God for this. God, is, God said, come boldly. He said, ask what you will. You know, if, if you ask a prayer that, if you are praying safe, then you ain't praying according to the will of God. You ain't praying safe. 
Your flesh is guiding you. And that is what Jesus had to, he had to take control over his flesh. Because he had to do the will of God. And see, God wants us to get that flesh down so we can pray boldly to him. He don't want us depending on people. It's good that we depend on people, you know. And Jesus thought that he was able to depend on his disciples. But as he saw, when he came back, his disciples were asleep. They was like, yo, I am tired, you know. And the enemy will do that because he understands how powerful prayer is. God said that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or a righteous woman availeth much. You know, when you get to that availeth much stage, you are busting down some strongholds in the spirit. The enemy is going to come after you harder because you are tearing down territory in your life or you are tearing down territories that the enemy thought he had sewed up. But see, you got to get to that prayer life and in order to get to that stage of tearing down them strongholds, you got to stop your flesh from pulling you back down. You got to stop your flesh from making you sleepy. You got to stop your flesh from pulling you into doubt and unbelief about who God is. God has told us who he is. God has shown us who he is. He's shown us how much he loves us because he gave us his only son. That's something that none of us is able to do. None of us would have been able to give our son or give our daughter for anything, for any sacrificial thing. None of us has the heart to do that, but God had that heart to do that for us because he loves us that much. And see, we got to get that in our minds. We got to get that in our spirits and we got to put our flesh to rest. We got to wrestle with that flesh. Jesus wrestled with his flesh to the point where the Bible said that he sweated like drops of blood. That means he was praying. Jesus was fighting against that flesh because he knew he had to do the will of God. Jesus knew although that that cup was bitter, he had to drink the contents of that cup because he had to do it for us. And sometimes when we pray, sometimes when we deal with situations in our lives, sometimes when we have to battle our flesh, it ain't all about us. But see, we don't understand that God chooses us for battle sometimes that's going to affect other people in our lives. But when we get like these disciples and we don't get into our prayer language, when we get lazy, when we feel like it don't take all that to pray when we feel like our flesh rules us and we don't have to pray like we need to then we just like the disciples we sleeping on these people we sleeping on the power that is needed to break the strongholds in their lives and we got to wake up we got to wake up and see that's why Jesus asked the disciples he was like y'all couldn't pray for me for an hour And some of us can't even pray 15 minutes. But your prayer life is an effectual, fervent prayer life that you have to establish by keep going to the throne, by keep showing up in front of God and and keep presenting your prayers unto Him. The effectual, fervent prayer. That's a fervent prayer. A prayer that does not give up. A prayer that does not allow what is seen to affect it. When the things that you see means you're going to go in and you're going to pray harder. 
because you need that breakthrough. You need that ground back from the enemy that he's trying to take from you. So I pray, I pray that as you go about this day to day, that you increase your prayer life. If you fall asleep, wake up. Get back on your knees and start praying. God needs you. Jesus needed those disciples that night, but those disciples, they fell asleep. They let the enemy, they let the enemy make them feel like, you know, you you so sleepy. You you don't he don't need you. You know, he don't need you. Let's 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 not listen to that voice that tell us, "Ah, they got that prayer." You know, if 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 God allowed them to come to you, then that prayer is needed. You are the two or three that is needed. You know, and 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 you may not you may not feel like that like, you know, when somebody come to you that that problem doesn't bother you, but but you understand you standing in agreement with someone else for the breakthrough that is needed. It, it, that breakthrough may be in your life, not necessarily theirs. It may be in your life. So your prayer is just as important. It's just as important. Because, you know, Jesus, after he prayed, he said, not my will, God, not my will, but yours be done. See, and that's, that's, that's the point that we got to get to where our flesh, we pray our flesh down to the point where we say, not my will, God, but yours be done in my life. I'm not going to look at what I'm dealing with, God, because I'm trusting you. Okay, God, I'm in this season, God, but you know why I'm in this season because you chose me for this season. I'm not going to look at the fact that the the enemy is picking on me or why I got to deal with this. I'm not going to look at that more so than I'm looking at, God, you in control. You are in control. You sit on the throne. The enemy doesn't sit on the throne. The enemy had to come to you to ask you, ask your permission to bring the season in my life that I'm in right now. So God, it is your will that needs to be done in my, in my life. So I'm not even going to give the enemy any thought because I'm looking to you. You are the author and finisher of my faith. You began this good work in me and you will finish it in the spirit, not in the flesh. So I'm going to trust you, God, and I'm going to lean not on my own understanding. So when God comes to you or when you are asked by the Holy Spirit to pray, pray to intercede for someone else, will the Holy Spirit find you sleep somewhere instead of praying or or instead of in the spirit? Breaking down strongholds, standing, getting ground back for someone that you may not even meet. Someone that you may not even know that you're praying for now. See, these disciples, they was praying for Jesus. But they didn't, they did not understand what Jesus was going to have to go through until they saw what he had to go through. And see, people are not always going to understand, but don't let that affect you. You pray. Without ceasing. We need to do that for each other today, saints. And we need to stand on the word of God, trust the word of God, and believe the word of God. We need to believe 
that God has us in this season, no matter what it looks like. Your, your life may be tore up right now. You know, and I heard this saying, it was a long time ago, it says that your life is not falling apart, it's just falling into place. Sometimes God has to bring you into a season that of uncertainty in order to get you to where he needs you. So let's trust the process. Let's trust the process where God has us. And let's put our faith in him that once the smoke settles, we are going to be exactly where God needs us to be. I pray y'all's day is filled with the joy of the Lord that will strengthen you through whatever the enemy brings against you. And I pray that you always remember, saints, that there is nothing that you can do that will separate you from the love of God. And there is nothing that you can say that will stop me from loving you. I pray that each and every one of your day is blessed in the Lord. Be at peace today, saints. Have a good day.